there? It's Wacky Wednesday here at Cork. Stats powered by the Mayo Media Network on YouTube. Presented by Jock Market. The best brand new daily fantasy app absolutely anywhere. And we got the receipts to prove it, man. Where Wall Street meets Main Street meets 161st Street. Use the promo code MMN Mayo Media Net. Get $100 matched for free. You got to love that. If it's free, it's for me. We are doing the thing. It is just, it's undeniable at this point. Like, there's kind of being arrogant, and then there's being confident, the fine line between the two, which I understand sometimes as a handicapper, sometimes you have to be willing to go over and be kind of innovative and be daring and stuff. That goes for life as well. I'm willing to cross that line. Hopefully the people I love and myself will be able to get myself back right now. We are white hot to death, and it's based on the process. It feels a lot less like luck when you work this damn hard, people. Let's see. Do you have deja vu or bing, 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 bing. It's another not just top one, we have the top two players on the jock market slate. All right, come on, let's think about this. There are 120 players on the slate. I'm giving you, I don't know, eight or nine. <laughs> Coming up with the best guy on the board. That even if the other players stink, you still profit, and you don't get that from DFS anywhere. That's just not the case, and I think you all know that. How many times have you been in DFS? You had the best pitcher, you had the two best hitters, and you ended up losing. You get nothing, though I would like to speak to Daily really quick, because I do like to play DraftKings. I've really been into these winner-take-alls. I feel like DFS is winner-take-all anyway. Do you really want to finish fourth? Is it really even worth it? I'd rather lower my risk, play every single night in winner-take-alls. Look for that. I like, they have $9 21 person winner gets 205 and like things like that really interesting combinations of small player pools they even have one dollar pools where the winner gets like 100 bucks i think it's 100 and you know whatever eight people or something like that i'm finishing in the top five of everything every day using the players i give you here you don't even need to write it down follow up the twitter handle at mlb moving avg mlb moving averages and i'm going to drop a link every day to patreon forget the p word there's no payment here the only thing you need to worry about it's gratis it's free 1000 percent from the bottom of my heart and mr patty mayo the man who brought you to madness in me i'm giving you everything you need to do just play the names on the list and get paid remember jock market is the free market it's really where you want to be focusing your money again i'm not trying to discourage you from playing dfs now, I'm playing every day. I like winner-take-all. I want to make money at this. It's kind of fun playing, but I like to profit. And Jock Market is how you profit. I'm still working on the $20 free promo they opened up the company with. And we finally cracked $3,500 last night. That's that little guy in the price was right. Game. And we're always climbing up. Remember, no jackpots in jock market. If someone's making money, it's because they're sharp. We love the idea that chalk costs the donkeys. Even the, let's call it cheap chalk, right? The sleeper plays. DFS guys and their free squares. There are no free squares in jock market. If a cheap player is really popular, guess what? He don't get added by us we don't pay the freight there are no 100% ownership what a it's like a leverage nullifier it's absolutely ridiculous all right let's get into the three pillars of profit everybody the first one being daily dfs jock market we're going to get into fantasy on wednesdays i like to bring you an advanced statistical leaderboard i know i kind of have access to stats and stuff that maybe no one else does and then it'll lead us into a pretty cool conversation and then we're going to be doing the first look parlay i got a couple of bets for you yesterday i mean we were so hot we almost hit everything it feels weird 
Fear to be mad to miss. We hit all five of the algo picks on Patreon last night. Top two guys at Jock Market. But we missed the Mayo Parlay in the morning because we had Detroit. And we were on the ass end of that ridiculous ending last night. I don't even know if you saw it. It was like the bad news bears would have been blushing. It was so embarrassing. Alright, let's get into the first pillar. It's daily DFS and jock market. We want to identify handedness stacks. And we want to be thinking in terms of price for jock market. For DFS, these guys are straight out viable. And I think that's why I started getting back into playing DraftKings Every night, because these guys were popping up. They're not always on Jock Market. Jock Market has a finite slate, which is something that I like. You don't get backdoored by the weirdness. Someone always seems to have every lineup combo in DFS. So there really is an avenue to make money on everything we're doing here. Let's get down and do the damn thing. It's the Brew Crew against Bryce Wilson. Kind of a gas can for the Pittsburgh Pirates. We're going to be looking at Christian Yelich. Now, he's more of a high-end player. He's probably like last night's Rizzo. You know, like a $6 player. I'd say between 6 and 7 I generally like to think of them in terms of $7.50, $5.50, and $3.50. And now, it's not a hard kind of parameter. You have to be willing to kind of move within, depending on how much you like it. Yesterday, we loved Rizzo. I went up to the $6. I had him at $5.50. But you see what I mean? So it's not a $5.50 player, and that's it. It's 550 gives some room. Remember, free market. Take one less share and get exposure to the players that you really want. I had this conversation with somebody. I know we're getting lots of new players because of all the interesting and astute questions that I get. Listen, stick to the list here. I've gotten myself into trouble trying to be too cute, finding values on the rest of the board. Stick to the matchups. We have more than enough players. You don't need more than exposure to 8 or 10 players in jock market because you can just lever up on them, right? You don't need equal leverage. It's not a 10-team parlay. Really the greatest reason why it's better than DraftKings. All right, back into the stacks. We want the San Diego Friar Tucks, but we're looking for the righties against Vlad Gut. But no, not my boy Vlad Sedler. It's Vladimir Gutierrez and the Reds. It's Machado, Profar, and Alfaro. So these guys, the back two are really probably lineup dependent. Alfaro in particular, he's a guy, if he lands in DraftKings, yes, he is kind of one of those free square pieces, but there are points where we don't care. If he's at a min price, we got to get on Alfaro. Let's go. Philadelphia Phillies against Feltner. I'm really not familiar with Feltner. He only has had a cup of coffee in the major leagues yesterday. It hasn't gone well for him, but I did check out the minor league track record. He has a history of ding-dongs, and you know we love that. So we want to be looking at Kyle Schwarber. He's one of the more expensive players, right? He's probably near that. 751. I don't really like to go over 750. 750 is probably close to a hard cap for me unless my very top player is only a few cents away and then we want to be looking at Adubo Herrera it's another one really great kind of backfill in DFS and stuff like that allows you to get up to the Machado and the Schwarber and the Yelich all at once because you might have Adubo or Alfaro and if not Nervais like I mentioned all right next up Boston Red Sox righties against Ross Stripling I used to be such a big Stripling guy can't believe it but listen man I don't get attached to the people or the jerseys I'm just really into the statistical underpinnings I know it's kind of boring but that's my style so give me Boston righties against Stripling in particular we're looking for Xander Bogarts and finally, my boy, Bobby Dalback, Big Bobby Barrels is on the list. Remember, I don't pick these names. Not people I like. There's a computerized model that has a whole bunch of parameters and filters and stuff like that. And really, it seems to work. So let the good times roll, everybody. Give me Xander Bogarts and Bobby Dalback. Xander, again, $6, $6.50 player. Dalback, you really got to cap him at like $4.55. If people start to dreamcast on players like that, let them have them. Because the probability of Dalback being the best player 
It's he has it in his makeup, but the probability is pretty low. The reason I say five dollars is because the top share returns twenty five dollars, and we want to leave ourselves the opportunity for a five hundred percent return on a single player. That being enough to float all those other shares. You know, there's always something going on up here. Give me Xander and Dalback next up. Atlanta Braves chopping them up against the Cubs and Lighter Jr. Man, I'm surprised he's really still out there. I thought he would have been replaced by now. The Cubs have some interesting arms in the minor leagues. I know for my draft and hold, my really deep leagues, keep an eye on guys like Braylon Marquez. Keep an eye on guys like Corey Abbott if you're in a deep league. Some, I don't know, deep fantasy stuff maybe. All right, so we're looking at Matt Olson. Again, obviously a top player. He's one of those guys that would be near the 750. Excuse me. So he'd be near that 750 then. Orlando Arcia. Love the names like that. Again, backfill in DFS. And I doubt he'll be on jock market. So, I mean, that's also why I've kind of liked mixing back in DraftKings and stuff. Because it's getting us exposure to the players that we really like. That have potential for the big payoff. And we're hoping they're not going to be too chalky. Remember, leverage is a very important part of DFS. So if they do end up being too chalky, you're hearing about them on shows or something like that. Then you do want to let them go. Because it's just really not worth it. Alright, that's the first pillar of profit. Now let's get up into some fantasy baseball. My teams are finally starting to turn it around a little bit. Listen, I am like extremely honest, almost, to a flaw. And listen, I got fantasy teams in the cellar right now. Like, in the cellar. Like, the very worst team in the league. Something I'm really not used to, even in small samples to start the year. And just what it is. You know, you have some injuries, you lose guys in the middle of the week. Um, you know, it's just what it is. You know, it's just, it's kind of what it is. They're not really terrible teams. So I my advice is just stay the course, you know, and uh, let's keep doing what we do. We're, you know, not very far into the season. We're probably still 10% or less into the season. So not time to overreact. But, uh, you know, we want to be knowing what's going on. One way to help do that is keep an eye on the stats, baby. Let's jump into the advanced statistical leaderboard. This is on the pitching side. I think we'll probably alternate hitters and pitchers. You know, And it's going to do a lot of things. It's going to get you, one, familiar with the terms and the stats. Maybe get you familiar with some new players. And maybe help you to see a new kind of perspective that maybe you didn't have before. Uh, again, before we start, tip to my boy Alex Chamberlain over at Fangraphs. Gotta follow him on Twitter. It's like Dolph Hold Hug. I really can't pronounce it. Alex Chamberlain put it into Twitter. It'll come right up. He is a great dude and runs the or operates and created and provides this pitch leaderboard. And it's pinned to his Twitter handle, and it is the best free research tool on the internet outside of my betting stuff. You know, if you're looking for fantasy, it is the best tool. Get with Alex Chamberlain, hat tipped him. None of this kind of happens without him. So on the left, we got, I know we have audio only listeners. I'm going to walk you through the whole thing. I have your whiff rate. This is the best in the game right now. So really, I like to look at whiffs per swing. I think that's, I think that's the best metric for pitchers. Now, right at the top, maybe some names you expect, right? Giolito, Otani, some you didn't expect. Haney, JP Farisian. And I think maybe I should have also added that I what I want these advanced leaderboards to do for us is just open the door to more investigation. Yes, there might be people I've already done some legwork on that I'm going to give like a green light to go get them. But these things on their own, no one stat should be like a green light, go get them. But a lot of times I think, again, just open the door to investigating, get back into the context. And if any of this stuff, you know, 
turns the light bulb on. You can ask me if you don't know where to go. That's what I'm here for. That's what Mail Media Net all about. Really here for you any time of day, any day of the week. Remember, the show is just really the first brick in the building because baseball, the way it goes with weather and lineups and pitching changes and news... It's very hard to cap at this time of day. I'm trying to lay out everything that we can, give everyone a good base of knowledge, get you all set, keep you a little entertained, maybe have a laugh or something, and then you got to get back at me later, follow the Twitter handle, and the work on Patreon. We start a picture ranks, a matrix every day, employee team totals. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm like a full-on premium company by myself, whatever. All right, back into the whiff rate board. After... Haney and Farisian, you know, Haney's down, right? Got to keep an eye on him. Farisian, definitely got to keep an eye on him. If you're in the top five in whiffs per swing, this is among all starters, by the way. I like to remove relievers. They tend to skew these kind of strikeout stats. Other guys you'd expect, McClanahan, Burns, Peralta, Garrett Cole. Oh, Garrett Cole. I have a nice tweet about Garrett Cole. I really don't have the concerns that a lot of people have. I think he's fine. I dove into all the pitch shape. Then he went out and he was great. I think Garrett Cole is fine. Yeah, I really do. I think this is a weather thing, some situational stuff. I'm just not concerned. And it's not a Yankee thing. Kevin Gaussman, he's looked really good. I was getting off the Gaussman train. He looks really good. Been betting on him. Chad Cool, whoa, that's a name you might not expect. Circle him. Jesus Lazardo, Kyle Wright, Joe Ryan, Pablo Lopez, Bieber, all guys were on. Zach Thompson, guy to Pirates and the like into the offseason. I believe the start has been a little rough. But, but we got to keep an eye on him because, you know, the growth won't be linear. And if you were to tell me the Thompson profile that I liked was going to come with some early hiccups, but he was going to have a top 20 whiff rate, I'd say, uh, yeah, okay. So circle those guys. want to circle. Cool. We want to circle. Zach Thompson. We want to circle. JP Friesian. And, you know, some of this goes out to even my, probably not 10 teamers. I don't want to exaggerate the importance of this. But I do think some of it extends to 12 teamers because pitching is crazy right right now and be like it's being people are kind of catching on is what i mean like i feel like more and more fantasy players are stacking more and more viable arms on their bench in order to get exposed to as many two steps and positive matchups as possible that's just been my own experience i know it's anecdotal i play in a bunch of leagues but i have noticed pitching on the wire is really tough like really really tough and you got to be early and this is a good way to do it so keep it on those names with all the whiff stuff now of course swing and mess again doesn't you know mean I don't want to say it doesn't mean anything, but, you know, it doesn't mean add. It doesn't mean blow your brains out in fab. It just means, again, investigate. Next up, one of my favorite stats as far as contact goes. People quote a lot of contact stuff. Got to be very careful with expected stats, which I understand I'm about to quote, but these things are really relative. You'll notice how incredibly low they are if you're into these stats. So expected WOBA on contact, very low. I'm sorry, this is actually ex-WOBA. That's a that's a mislabel. Those are ex-WOBA. These are ex-WOBA leaders. So, guy you might expect at the top, Zach Gallon. Very tough to get a handle on. Remember, ex-WOBA is a combination of launch angle, plus exit velocity, but also sprint speed. It's a really cool amalgamated stat. Again, nothing on its own, but I do like to keep an eye on it. Generally, sub-300 is the place to be, but with the spike, the change in the ball, I'm not, we're going to have to do this separately. Let's just put it this way. The change in the ball has skewed the weight of the X stats, and simply put, we've kind of gone through this before, those of us that are into being obsessed with baseball. Let's just, just right now, this is oversimplifying, we're just going to shift the bar, all right? Let's shift the bar, let's say 25 points, right? So where 300 was elite, now like, actually, let's say let's say, tw- let's say 20 points, even 15 to 20 points, I'm sorry, that's what it was. Last change was 15, I thought I was trying to overdo it, I'm kind of doing thinking on the fly. Listen, that's what somebody says, building a boat in the middle of the ocean, I don't lie about any of that, there's a lot of really hard 
more complex stuff going on. So, but this is important for fantasy play and understanding your handicapping, how to apply these stats when you're like, whoa, Zach Gallant is a 224 Exmo, but that's insane. Yeah, it's insane. He's the leader. You would think the leader after a short sample would be insane. But remember, that bar now has shifted. Okay, so let's get into the leaderboard. It's Gallant and Chris Paddock. Listen, Paddock looks really good, people. If he's out there on your wire in 12-team leagues, go in. Chris Paddock right now. Put him on the top of your list. The third pitch is working. He's working good. and uh, He's struggling a bit against lefties, but that's something that I think he can correct. The fastball looks great. Then Alex Cobb. Loved Alex Cobb coming in. Chad Cool. There's that name again. So Cool's got swing and miss. And one of the best contact kind of profiles as far as the amalgamation stats go. So we're definitely going to be looking at Chad Cool, that Umberto Castellanos at 246, right in front of Sandy Alcantara, Noah Syndergaard, really, really good there. Then Martin Perez, circle that. And, uh, funny, I don't mean to just throw my own bias around, but some of these guys have not necessarily buying, which I understand, and that's fine. The list is not absolute. That was going to be the point. So Castellanos, I think I've dove into. I'm really not crazy about but I, we will circle. Martin Perez, Chris Elliston, Dylan Bundy not buying it. Gonsolin, I am. He stretched out, looks really good. I think yesterday was a little bit rough. I don't care. I'm buying a dip on Gonsolin. Pick him up. Cease, Montgomery, Rendon. Manoa, Montas, Kyle Wright, and Madison Bumgarner. Got to keep an eye on Bumgarner. We know, you know, sometimes in their second act, these older guys with the found mile an hour kind of get the craftiness going and really could, and I'd say take off again. Those days are over, right? The Cy Young stuff is over, but I absolutely think that he could be a viable piece. So keep an eye on those guys. And again, I think we already served the purpose of the leaderboard, not only getting the understanding I talked about, but then kind of labeling a couple names. Now, this is the flip side, the last column, the third column for the audio-only people is blast percentage. Now, this would normally be barrel percentage. However, barrel percentage is skewed very heavily, in my opinion, right now because of the change in the ball. And until we really get our thumb on that mumbo-jumbo I was doing with how far to kind of move the goalpost, right now I'm focusing on blasts. If you're unfamiliar, blast is the ideal subset of barrels. It's the barrel of barrels. It's the Cadillac of barrels, right? It's it's the it, in the launch angle allowance for a barrel. It's the ideal, and in the miles per hour exit velocity parameter, it's even higher, right? So not, I believe it moves from. Gosh, I should have known this. I'm not the best. Sometimes I think 95 moved to either 97 or 100. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll get into it. But the idea is this: blast or where it's at, right? So the blast is not lying with a barrel. The impact of the ball at the point of contact is skewing the X stats. That's the long story short to try and help you understand that. Again, I really just don't want to read numbers at you. I want to leave you with the feather in the cap and really make you better at this stuff. You may even learn a thing or two about critical thinking. All right, let's get back into the blast rate and why blast matters because they're not as, let's say, wishy-washy right now as I think barrel rate is. Right at the top, this is very funny and why we do these kind of things. Who is the worst in the league? JP Farish, right? So there, he was on one of the top swinging miss guys, top four in the league, whiff rate, 42.3%, but the worst blast rate in the league. So it's got nasty stuff. He probably misses middle-middle. Worth taking a look at that. Ooh, Oscar. You know what? He got sent down, but I really think he should be circled. I would have him on watch list. The Braves, when they needed a next starter, that will probably be him. He's in a pretty good 
context. So yeah, that's a pretty bad spot to be, but I don't think he's terrible. Jose Arquiti, something we really didn't expect. Controls, been an issue. He's getting closer and closer to getting dropped. Adam Aller, here in general, Yu has had his issues. None of these guys are really starting. We're looking for outliers here. Zach Thompson, there we go. So he's on a good list and on a bad list. Part of the poor results that I mentioned. I still am interested in Thompson. Have him on the watch list. John Gray, the White Wolf of Winterfell. I'm really not too worried about this. I was digging into Gray a bit, and I kind of like it. Now we're seeing how... I wanted to get to this list, and that's why you're seeing the flip side here, because contact is... Not, listen, good, giving up hard contact is not a good thing from a results standpoint, but from an I- input point of view, it's not what people think it is. You know, can't just, there aren't really pitchers that just give up poor contact. The reason poor contact matters is poor contact stats must then be, I don't want to say reverse engineered or further investigated for profile... Profiles. <laughs> Location profiles was the word I was looking for. So we want to look for location profiles because the idea being generally hard contact is a result of poor location, right? Missing middle, middle. But not always. So we need to separate those people. So pitchers that give up hard contact, not necessarily all bad. Also, some pitchers that have some really great swing and miss stuff challenge hitters up in the zone. And if you don't walk anybody, you could do that because the result might be a you know solo home run. But you don't even up 3-0 when you're trying to get deep into the game. So there's always context and nuance, all the stuff we talk about. Back into the list, Sonny Green, Sonny Gray, Hunter Green, Bailey Ober, Alex Wood, Joanna Don, Jose Barrios, all guys that I like, and reasons that you should not overreact to blast rate contact metrics in general. They're important, but not to be overreacted to. So, again, when you see Paddock, I didn't, oh my gosh, Paddock's ex woba is through the roof, you got to get behind him. That's... Not really the case. The case was the third pitch is coming along. He's developed his targeted approach to both lefties and righties. That's a bit more of a nuanced take than just the result. Right? So there you go, people. A little up and down. Give you a little bit of everything. And some fantasy love. Every Wednesday we'll be doing advanced statistical leaderboards with some stuff that maybe you didn't know. Let's jump into the first. Look, parlay. That's what we're calling. It's, oh, I put out so much content. I really want to be fair. And I really want to be honest. And more importantly, I want to make sure I'm not getting anyone into trouble. People say, oh, I thought you bet this. And then you Got, got away from it. Yeah, I, do, I, I don't just sit on my uh, laurels. Like, I'm out there handicapping all day, running filters, doing advanced statistics. Yesterday, I happened to be, I wrote for The Athletic, and I was on Vsin, so I was really, really, really scrambling, and I got to all my work, and listen, I found that I really wasn't in love with that Detroit play. I'm not going to go back in hindsight, because I ended up losing. That was ridiculous. We should have won. That play is why people doubt the integrity of the game, and also part of it is why I'd rather bet first five. But early on in the day, I do like this. I, I've been liking this angle. Again, I I feel like there is a place for everything. You can have as much action as you want. That's a common misconception. They're overplaying. There's no such thing providing the risk is in check. You can have as many, you can have a million bets if you only bet $100, right? Now, if you make a million bets that are $100 a piece, now your risk is blown out of proportion. That's going to get you in trouble. But don't allow people to dictate your own style. I know what my style is. I'm very. You know, very strictly regimented when it comes to budgeting, not only my financial capital, but emotional capital. And that's part of why I'm so crazy sometimes. I like to let the valve, let some pressure out. And it helps me be even keeled when things kind of speed up for me. When life speeds up, I tend to slow down because I'm always moving so damn fast. So I like this parlay. I'm just putting a dime on it. So meaning if you're $100 better, let's go 10 bucks. If you're $10 better, play the minimum. If you're $1,000 better, now you can drop the 100 bucks. That's probably what I'm dropping, about 100 bucks on these, give or take, depending on the odds. So yesterday was plus 600. Today is plus... 
540. I like Pablo Lopez and the Marlins to get it done today. Minus 150 is a bit steep, so I wouldn't play this straight. This one I would not play straight. I want to pack minus 150, you know, or you got to like the run line. I'm not crazy about the Marlins offense. They just got it done yesterday, but I do think... Lopez will be too much. I think Fish get it done. Then Houston and Texas. I like both of the the starters here, right? We got Christian Javier going for the Astros, and my boy Glenn Otto, who likes to get blocked. Who's going to be doing his thing for the Rangers? I like both of those teams. Offense we know is low. I love that it's at eight and a half, right? I think that's going to be the big thing. I'm going to I'm slowly converting into overs with what we've seen results in the bowl and the like and all the expected stats, dumping off and all that stuff. But I don't like flat numbers. I'd rather just put, I don't want to push those. I, I, I'm not interested in that. Give me the under 8.5 Houston, Texas, paired with Miami. And then last up, I'm going back to the well with the snakes, with shapes on their back. Arizona, full game run line, plus 1.5 because it's coming in at plus money. So I like that. I like getting plus money to lose the game. Hopefully, Zach Gallen will be too much for Julio Urias, who I've not been a huge fan of. He did look good last time out, but I think Gallen's got the pitching edge. So hopefully that will be enough at plus money to be able to lose, right? So there you go. You got a plus 540 MLB first look. Paul Lay, and that's the whole kitten caboodle. Chimichanga and a bag of chips. How do you like them apples, everyone? The three pillars of profit, daily, DFS, jock market. Remember, download the app. The code is MMN. I know people are doing it because I'm seeing it. If you're a jock market player, you're getting pushed to the front of the line as far as help goes. But be patient with me because I'm really trying to help a lot of people with a lot of similar questions. I've actually been in contact with them with maybe trying to put out some kind of, I don't even know, a tutorial or like a live stream where I can walk you through some of the nuances. One thing I just, I'm running out of time that I want to get to really quick was someone asked about me talking about backfilling orders to save money when I overbid which you want to overbid because you don't want to be hashing out last pennies at the last second. That's a losing strategy in jock market. Be willing to go up 50 cents, right? But if you go to the orders tab, orders tab, will show you what your bid is against the current bid. And if it's only three minutes left and there's 75 cents in the middle, you're going to get lower. You can start chopping away at a number closer to the original. Maybe like, let's say again, if you had five shares with a 60 cent gap, you know you're getting $3 back, right? Because you don't pay the bid price, you pay the close, the finish price, and that could get you another share. So there really are some other sharp angles to jock market. All right. That's it. This is the longest show it's been all year. Sorry, uh, Maddie. You got to edit my big ass. So love you all. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the games. And we're done with the book. Enjoy that pad. We are just killing it. Check out the MLB Moving Averages Twitter handle. Check it out on Patreon, MLB Moving Averages. Remember, don't cost you nothing. Your only tip, if you want to help the production value, because it's not about getting money from you, I am more into putting money into your pockets than taking out of it. And we got the receipts to prove it, yo. All right, that'll do it. Thanks for picking up what we're putting down. We appreciate you here, man. Like, subscribe, the whole nine. Download Jock Market, please. Yo, man, help me out. I'm working for you, man. All right, come on. You know I love you. I'm going to be playing you. When you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, yo. Peace.